Truth Fairies is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios. Speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communication experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs, as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208 Imprint. That's 208-467-7468. I'm Brooke. And I'm Jamie. And this is the Truth Fairies Podcast. The truth hurts. So we will be giving our unbiased and unqualified opinions on real life situations. So, so let's, let's get started. Hello and welcome. We are back. We are back. We are the Truth Fairies. This is the Truth Fairies podcast. And we are here today to talk to you about secrets. Secrets, <laughs> secrets. Secret. So many secrets. Secret secrets. Yeah. First, should we talk about your eyeballs? Yeah, we can talk about my eyeballs. Okay. What do you want to say? Just I wish ta- you want to put, you should put a picture of my eyeball okay. on our page because it is nasty. I wanted to bring you an eye patch, but I can't <laughs> find one. <laughs> Thank you for trying. Um, yeah, so I went and I got LASIK this week. And um, it only, my right eye worked. My left eye, the suction couldn't stay on my eyeball. So I presently have a big bloody eye. <laughs> it's not, it's red. Look. It's a red eye. Yeah, it looks it's like It's bloody. Have, looks like you have pink eye. It, it looks like I have, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so now I have great vision. I mean, amazing vision in one eye. And my left eye has to be done at a later time. Ugh. So I'm walking around with like out of my, what's the word? Like my equilibrium is off yeah. and I feel like I can't. You're like disoriented. I am so disoriented. You need so, to hold my hand across the street. I've, yeah, it's really bad. but And it looks really ugly. And I went into the gas station and the gas station lady snubbed me. Ugh. Like, I don't know what she thinks I did to get this bloody <laughs> eye, but she was like, and it does it make you feel bad for people that like have like a big birthmark mark on their face or some like a big scar burn that like something walk around that, the earth yeah like, with something noticeable it makes you it puts you into their shoes for a minute going man yeah that would take to some, have somebody just look at you and be like freak recoil no. yeah I was at the store the other day and I got a phone call and it was from a doctor that I've been trying to get my daughter in for like a month mm-hmm. literally. So I'm like, I have to take this call. And I always feel bad, like if I'm literally checking out. Yeah. So I, I tell the girl, I got to take this call. I'm so sorry. I take it. And then I apologize again. And she just stares at me. Like she is pissed that I took the phone call. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I Literally, I'm loading my car and I'm like, I want to go back in there and be like, excuse me. Do you know who this call was from? <laughs> I have Do you have a daughter? I see the specialist for my daughter's chronic condition. Yeah. I, I try... To be have phone etiquette in the store. Me too. You know, but I mean, every once in a while. It's like, if I don't take this now, and the appointments that she booked for me, 
are two months that like they're two months wow. out. So I'm like, if I don't take this one, it could be another month. Yeah, and it is not worth any amount of Walmart groceries. <laughs> it is not. So it is not. Snub her back. I was mad. Yeah, you oh should have been. Should have been. Okay, so let we have to talk about love on the spectrum. Okay, so I finally in my <laughs> three days off of work, sitting with my bloody eye at home, <laughs> I watched the whole second season. Oh, it's so good. Um. I watched it last week, like the day after it came out. Okay. And yeah. So where do you want to start? I want to start with the fact that I took notes on it. Jeez. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> we were at dinner. Okay. So last week was my birthday when we recorded. Mm-hmm. And I had taken notes on like the couples and kind of written it down for the podcast, but then we didn't talk about it. That's right. So okay. we're at dinner and someone brings it up and I'm like... Yes, I happen to have notes. Let me get my notes out. No- they're like, you brought notes to dinner. <laughs> like, they just yes. happened to be in my bag. <laughs> they were like, you're weird. Yeah. So what did you put on these okay. notes? So I just, I wanted to remember who was who. So Michael yes, is the, the one- suit. Yeah. <laughs> I love him so much. He, str- he struggles. He can't keep a girl. He cannot keep. So for anybody who doesn't know, yes, people might not know. Love oh. on the Spectrum is this sort of dating. It's more of like a. It's a documentary. Like a documentary of, of these people. And I think they're in Australia. Yes. Is that where they're at? Uh-huh. And it's people that are autistic. They're on the spectrum. And it's kind of ta- it, it highlights their dating journey and kind of the challenges that they face, um, you know, in the dating world and, yeah. and how different of a dynamic that is for them to connect with people. And and when it first came out, I worried it would be like expletive, exploitive, exploit, exploitative. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Whatever it's, that is. But it's not. It's yeah, just I didn't want of, it to be mean. I was afraid it was yeah. going to be like making fun, but it really is very eye-opening. Oh, and it's so heartwarming. It and is. And I usually watch, I usually don't watch heartwarming things. I don't either. <laughs> I, I don't ever. I like dark. I like... Dark, gory, mm-hmm. scary. Heart-wrenching. Yes. Rip yes. your heart out. Something that's going to stay with me, but this, tragically. So Michael was with Heather... And then she ghosted him. And that just went south in a hurry because things were going really yeah. well. They met their parents. Yeah. And then she was gone. I love that. She just that ghosted him. Every time he called, she'd be like, hi, I'm really busy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. And then there's Teo, who I love. She's the one that has autism and ADHD. Oh, the dark hair girl that's like such a spaz. <laughs> the yeller. She, every time that they're talking, she is screaming. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. like Caitlin from Saturday Night Live. Yes. And yes. then she ended up with Rosie and they look so cute. And Rosie looks scared of her. She if does. If I'm being honest. And I think all the people they dated were on the spectrum too. I don't think anyone went on a date with someone not on the spectrum. I think I think they did. The one girl oh, with the long hair, she wore a hat uh-huh. and dated the short haired blonde oh, guy. Yeah. I don't think he was on the spectrum. Oh, that could be. Anyway. Yeah. And then um, Mark and Chloe. So when they mm-hmm. when they went on their second date and held hands and mm-hmm. then kissed and made it official, I started crying. Oh, wait, is he the redheaded? No, that's Ronan. Okay, that's Ronan. That's one I love. Ronan yes, and Mark, Katie. Mark is, they were very sweet. And I love, yeah, they had a cute little love story. They did. Um, yeah. And was it, was it Mark... That asked her for a kiss. I, they always they ask. always are so courteous. Like yes. men need to take 
a lesson. They do. Because they were so like how, and so in touch with their feelings. And I think a lot of them, like they had a, like a coach that would come on and kind of talk them through how to, you know, that with their social skills yeah. and how to interact, but they're very, they were all very attentive to each other's feelings. Like, how are you feeling? And, mm-hmm. and would, how would you feel about this? Or yeah. do you want, you know, just so they check in with each other a lot. A lot of and check-ins. I wonder if that's a trained behavior. It has to be. It's very cute. Um, Okay, let's talk about Ronan. Okay. <laughs> Ronan, I love Ronan. And I love Katie because Katie too. is so soft-spoken. Yeah. She's always like, yes, thank you. Uh-huh. And, and then and she also repeats back almost That's what I was going to say. <laughs> she just repeats it back. One time he's like mentioned that he felt warm when and they appreciated. were together. Warm and appreciated. And then yeah. later he's like, how are you feeling? I, I feel, feel warm. <laughs> So they're cute. so cute. And then they are, are like official. I like know. they're together still. I see that one lasting. Yes. I love it. And I then Jaden is the one that talks like he's from another era. He's the one that ended up with Daniel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one that said he was open to men or women age 20 to 70. That's right. <laughs> like he had. Yeah. And, and his friend I, is like, oh, uh-huh. oh, okay, we're going. <laughs> okay. 70. Well, maybe 60. Maybe 60. <laughs> Good cutoff. For and a I wrote down, he reminds me of an old time ghost from Harry Potter. He does. Right. Yeah, he's an old soul. He's definitely. an old soul. And then Jimmy and Sean, is it Shawnee, Shawnee, that got Shanae. married? Yes. Oh, With their wedding. Their wedding. I cried so again. Cute. Yeah, their wedding was really cute because they, they're just so, every, I mean, they wear everything on their sleeve. Like everything. I mean, the minute she sees him, she just starts like wailing. <laughs> when she was riding up on the carriage, mm-hmm. like they couldn't even see each other. And they were like, Jimmy, Shani. Like they couldn't be apart. It was super cute. So cute. And then she's just crying. Yeah. I took, a pi- I took a picture of myself crying. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You will be posting that. Your bloody eye. My bloody eye and you crying. My teary eye because it doesn't happen. But you know what I realized? I can't watch it right before bed because it gives me too much serotonin. Oh, too many feels? Too many good, like too much adrenaline where like Positive it makes. Positive happiness. Yeah. Like I need something depressing before bed, I think. Well, let me tell you about my depressing night last night. After, okay. um, you know, I literally, my vision is so janked. I can't see. I have to close one eye to be able to see anything. So I watched, um, I watched Love on the Spectrum yesterday, and then I went to, I laid in my room in the dark because my eyes hurt, and watched like four hours of um, Scared Straight, of like all the little delinquent kids that they send to prison. <laughs> is that show still on? Oh my gosh, it is so, it is so intense. Oh. I love it. They, yeah, they send all these kids to prison, and and I don't think they do nearly enough. I feel like it needs to be a lot more aggressive than what they do, but. Yeah, they send these kids to prison and they put them in cells and they let all these people like get up in their face and it's great. Prison Mike. Prison Mike. (laughs) Yeah, it's so, so I I mean, hours of that. Yeah. And then I dreamt about prison, of course. Yeah. Which, you know, you know how I feel about prison. You think you could do it. I think I I know I could. You want to do it. And even more so now after watching that, I think I could do it. I just do. I just don't think it'll be that hard. (laughs) I hate it. I guess it depends on what I'm in for. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. There's the updates of all the shows we're watching. Yep. Um, You need to watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City so we can talk about that. I know. Oh, that'll be my next go-to. please. I bought it. Oh, good. Because you can't just watch it. That's how how (laughs) dedicated you are. It's so crazy. Okay. Well, I need to. Okay. All right. 
So today we're talking about secrets. Yes. Uh, do we want to start with our interviews? Oh, sure. So we went on the streets today and asked people about how they felt about keeping secrets from their spouses. And I'm just get well, you know what? Play it first. I was going to we'll say, talk should we play it. it and then talk just about play. it? Just okay. play and we'll talk after. Okay. You ready, Travis? What do you think? Right. Uh, I'm going to say yes, because it depends on the secret. Because right. some secrets are good, like surprise parties uh, or uh, gifts or things like that. And then other secrets are bad, of course. But I think everybody has their own secrets, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I would agree with that. Um, I think, like, especially varying levels of, like, trust and security and stuff, like, you're probably going to keep some type of secret in the beginning stages and like open up more as you become more comfortable with people too and so it could be seen as a bad thing but it's more of like developing those layers of trust so yeah I think it's okay good answer thank you okay they just got engaged okay I would say no unless it's a good surprise so not a secret but a surprise yeah because I think a surprise can also be a secret Mm -hmm. for sure yeah what do you I, think? I agree. <laughs> you better agree. I don't know. We don't keep any secrets from each other. Nothing? So I would... Other than surprise secrets? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You Until know I don't buy it. Apparently. That's probably good to know. Do right? I remember it? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Record your answer. Record. Are you okay with that? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm processing. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking about like what would I ever keep from my spouse? I don't think... Uh, I don't think anything. How long have you been married? Uh, 20 years this year. Okay. Yeah. So what would I, what would I lie to her about? No point at this point. Or just like not tell her things. Oh, you hold it. Yes. So it's not really lying. Yes. Just keeping Uh, a secret or not telling her everything. Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever done that. 20 years of marriage. Wow. That's probably why you've lasted 20 years. Probably. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) All right. Thank you. What do you, what kind of situations? Um, like, what if you're keeping a secret in the terms of the present? Right. You don't want to spill those beans, but then if it's, like, something that's detrimental to your relationship, then that's not good. Yeah. So. What, what about something that's not detrimental, that's just, like, I mean, that you just don't tell? I don't think that that's bad if you don't realize you're not telling. Right. You know, if you're not just, if it's just not an oversharing type thing, I think it's safe, but if you're, like, purposely keeping that from them, then maybe it is, yeah. So I think it's always, it depends. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So the question is, do you keep, is it okay to keep secrets from your spouse? Yeah. That that sound was not the best. Sorry. Go on the street. No, it's my bad. Um, Yeah. So, okay. I want to clarify a few things. First of all, um, I think immediately when we talk about keeping secrets or not like divulging everything to your partner, I think people automatically go to like worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not cheating on my spouse. I'm not lying. You know what I mean? But I think I have a hard time believing that people don't keep little. Right. Little. (laughs) Wow. Look at me once again. I agree. Um, I think when you ask a person that, you're right. They jump to the worst case thing and they're not thinking about the day to day how much did I spend on my Botox this week? Yes. How much does my husband probably think I spent on my Botox <laughs> this week? Yeah. Am I coming home being like, well, I just put $300 on a credit card? No. No. If he asked, yeah, I would maybe round down, but I would tell the, the, 
about <laughs> I would tell about the truth. The reason why we brought that up is because he bought me like a hundred dollar Botox gift certificate, and I'm like, that's not, that's, that's cute, but <laughs> that is not going to take care of Mama. No. Nope. And yeah. So, and then you were like, I am a perpetual. Um, <laughs> What's the word? Exaggerator. Over-exaggerating, under-exaggerating. Um, I rarely tell exactly. I, know. I love <laughs> I that mean, about you. Like, I mean, I just I just go to the extreme. So One time we almost ran out of gas driving to Utah. <laughs> and by the time we got to Utah and she was telling everyone the story, it got worse and worse. <laughs> till the end, we were pushing the car down. <laughs> I'm looking at her like, I mean, that not really. Not but <laughs> I just like a good time. You know, you know I am just all about the good time. I like to embellish. Time. I like to embellish I'm an embellisher. You are. Um, when it comes to the cost of things, I tend to round down. Mm-hmm. I under-exaggerate. Um, so like today or yesterday, getting my eyes done, Jake's like, he was taking me or the day before. And he's like, so how exactly how much is this costing? <laughs> and I paused and I thought, you know what? I'm just going for it. Mm-hmm. And I told him the actual complete dollar amount and it you know what it felt um (laughs) very weird (laughs) because usually I'm like oh you know it's about this but I always say about I don't ever claim that that's the exact amount but sometimes I ballpark it really like half half yeah yeah and then I Robin would say that I am an under exaggerator on my time Mm -hmm. frame Mm -hmm. over whatever like she'll, I'll say, you know, I'll be there in three hours when I know I'm really going to be there in four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, At least we can factor that in. Right. I mean, you guys know me now. Exactly. So. I also think as parents, there's always a softy parent and mm-hmm. there's always a more strict parent. Right. And I always thought I would be the soft or the, the strict parent. Mm-hmm. Well, when I met Aaron, because he's such a fun-loving, easygoing guy, right. I was like, oh, great. I'm going to have to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Totally thought it would be like my parents growing up where my mom was the enforcer and my dad was the laid back. And then when we had kids, I'm totally the softy and Aaron's totally the enforcer. He follows through with things. I don't. So sometimes when a certain teenager of mine my, I, 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 like I protect her, I yeah. think. Yeah. And I will admit it's probably not the best parenting slash marriage strategy, but it's like, I know he's going to be mad and I don't want, right. It's like, I don't want him to be mad, but I'm also protecting her. And also I'll make And their it, relationship in yeah. a lot of ways. It's like, sometimes I think it's just, if I handle certain things, it's just, and this is the other thing that is like, I will... Like, I'll vent to Jake about things mm-hmm. with the kids, and then he takes action. And I'm like, no, 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 don't say anything to them. Like, right. I'm just telling it. you, I'm just telling you, like, I'm just venting to you, but I don't want you to have to, you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Like, Lincoln will be grumpy with me, and I'll be like, oh, Lincoln did this or that. And then the next thing I know, he's texting Lincoln, why are you treat- talking to your mom like that? That's not, you know. And I'm like, no, sometimes I'm just venting mm-hmm. to, I don't want you to tell. Yeah. <laughs> so... Well, we had, we finally had a conversation this summer when I was struggling just with the kids and my hormones and he would come home and he would see that the house, you know, that the kids were making messes and he would just get on the kids like, you need to do this and you left this out in the front. And finally I realized he's trying to help me, but to me, 
it just made it worse. Right. It intensifies. It intensifies. And yeah. so I finally, you know, told him, I don't really need you to do that. And then he did, you know, mm-hmm. all I had to do was tell him that that wasn't helping the situation. But there's sometimes I want him to like, right. I c- can't handle this. Will you go do this? And other times it's like, I've disciplined them already. So there's no sense in getting you involved. He is. So when I was growing up, my dad was like, my dad was the enforcer. My dad was the strict, you know, and my mom was like party girl. Like she was the fun one, you know, and my dad traveled a lot. So when dad was out of town, it was like, you know, no holds barred. We were eating out every night, staying up late, watching movies, having, you know, going to the mall, friends over. But, but all my mom ever had to, to do is even bring up, you know, I'm going to tell your dad. And it was like, we shut it down. Just the threat. Because we did. And, and I, you know, you never talked back to him. You never like, you know, but he was also gone a lot. And so I think it was like when he was home, um, there was kind of this, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. It was just like, we run our best behavior when he was home because yeah. he wasn't home. Yeah. You know, he was gone so much, but I don't know. But I, I think, you know, with Jake, he is a lot more, Jake is very good at following through. Yeah. Like he follows through to the point where like he'll get, you know, upset with the kids about something. And I'm like, come on, Jake, just let him be ungrounded or just like, give him their <laughs> phone do. back. You do. It's like I'm a whiny teenager. But, Me too. And he's, I don't know, his big thing is he he goes crazy when Lincoln is disrespectful or like when the when the kids are disrespectful to me. Yeah. That's like, and it does, if I mention it, and I should know this by now, if I mention it, whether I want him to say something or not, he's going to say something because yeah. that's like his, you know, yeah. whatever. Because he's protecting you. It's cute. And he doesn't want his kids to grow up to be jacks. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's good. I feel like boys, well, I feel like boys are more likely to be disrespectful to their moms, but I don't think that's true. I it's just in a different way. I think way. I just have a nice, yeah. No, I just think it's different because it's, I mean, it's different. It just feels different yeah. coming from your daughter and coming from your son. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like in my experience, uh, I've always seen girls be way meaner to their parents than guys. And I, I don't know if that's because of like how they get disciplined, I guess. But I always just see a lot more girls that like kind of get away with a lot more because uh, they'll just kind of like, like we have a good family friends that they like tell their parents off even now, like they'll get mad and just be like, dad, I'm not doing that. And just like kind of freak out. And like, I'll look at my parents and then we're all just on the same page of like, I would never say that. And if I did, I would never get away with it. Right. And uh, they get away with it. And then they have one son and he can't really say anything. Like he doesn't, he doesn't get away with much. Cause I think people think guys are more aggressive. So once they like start, start talking, they want to shut it down quicker, I guess, compared to, I don't know. That's probably true because they're, thinking I'm raising a future man that's then going to be this way toward a wife or be aggressive where girls can just be sassy and get away with it. I yeah, think I think something interesting. like that. Because when girls talk back, it's more sass. When mm-hmm. boys talk back, it's it can, especially when they become a teenager, it can seem a little more aggressive. I don't feel like my kids ever were... I went through a period of time with my oldest where she was... Like we had like 13, 14 mm-hmm. was not, a, was not a fun time at our yeah. house, but I, but that was about it. And we and see, really I was have, mean. I was mean to my mom. Like I was, I was mean to my mom. Sassy, disrespectful. My brother wasn't at all, but I didn't get away with it. Well, and I think when my dad was gone, like my mom was like our friend, like our best yeah. friend. And yeah. so my dad would be gone and it was just kind of like, I was, you know, like we would be talk back and whatever, just like she was another. Mm-hmm teenager yeah which you know I think we blurred those lines a little bit yeah 
It'd be easy too if you if yeah, because it was so often it was me and my mom and my sister. So I don't know, but okay. Well, I have a few from from Reddit that I wanted to read, and some are like serious and like deep dark, like hidden families and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then some are kind of more lighthearted. So I'm going to start with a lighthearted one that I thought was really cute. So she says, I was alone with my grandfather in hospice a day or so before he died. So my mom could get a shower and fresh clothes. He kept trying to get up thinking he had to go to work, but he was so weak. All he could do was grab my hand to try to get some leverage to sit up. I got him to settle by telling him it was his day off. My mom came back and I left after a while. He deteriorated into being nearly non-responsive and passed that week. At the funeral, she kept saying that her grief wasn't so bad because he kept grabbing her hand and squeezing as if to say, I love you. I'll never tell her. Mm. So this daughter knows he was just trying to get up. up. But to the mom, like that was so soothing. And I'm like, yeah, why? You don't need to tell that. No. Yeah. So I'm like, some secrets you keep. Well, yeah. And I think, again, I think it just has to do with the caliber of secret, Mm -hmm. like the intent behind the secret. It's the intent. Like the last guy was saying, if you're holding something just because you don't think to tell them, then that's probably innocent. If you're holding something back because you know telling them because you've done something wrong or telling them because you know that their reaction will be bad, that's probably something you need to tell them and work through. Right. But I've also heard some people say that when people have affairs, say someone has an affair and then it's been over for years Mm -hmm. and the person is faithful to their wife, they love their wife, that sometimes telling the person is to alleviate their own guilt rather than to move forward with a relationship. And I've wondered, I think that's an interesting concept. So the person that had the affair... Mm -hmm. Tells them, so it's self-serving yeah. to confess it. Right. Would you want to know? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Because could you get past? I mean, I guess. If you had already moved past it and you were in a really good place and mm-hmm. they were telling you because it was eating them up, it's almost like, you know, it's it's over. And now you're bringing me back to a place that you were at five years ago and we're in this really good place. Right. So why not just stay in that really good place? You should have confessed five years ago. Right. But five years later, oh, or like these deathbed contestants, it's like you're putting it on the other person right. at that point. Right. Oh. Yeah. And I also wonder how, like on Reddit, there's whole subreddits that are affairs, and it's people talking about their affairs. And it makes me wonder how like how prevalent affairs actually are in society or if it's just because that's how like in movies someone's always cheating and right I don't know I don't know okay so this one says I lost my virginity to a girl I worked with at Target when I was 16 she was 19 and in a semi-serious relationship and I was also dating someone else let's call her Carrie I did not wear a condom A few months later, she left Target four or five months after that, and I saw her shopping in the store, and she was pregnant, really pregnant. A few months after that, her younger sister started working at Target, and I almost hooked up with her, too. But then she told me her older sister had recently married her boyfriend and named her son the same name as my name. (laughs) I decided to best ignore the younger sister's advances. I know nothing for sure, but the thought that this boy could be my son haunted me for decades. 
I only ever told one person, and he tragically died in his late 30s, so my secret went to the grave with him, and no one else knows. When Facebook became a thing, I tried looking up Carrie. I was in my early 40s. I had tried looking her up on previous platforms over the years, but without any luck. I found her. I looked through her friends list and her pictures, and then I saw him. He has my nose, my chin, my smile, and my name. I'm married and have children with my wife. I'll never tell her about this. And I worry that someday Carrie will tell him about me or that one of these DNA slash ancestry companies will tell him about me. And part of my world will come crashing down somehow. But then he's saying that he thinks that she did it to protect him and didn't tell him so that he didn't have to get involved. And I think she just... Oh, I think it was self-serving. Yeah, I think it was more self-serving than for his benefit. And I... Shame on her. Yeah. Is what I'm going to say to that. Because I... I mean, would we... Would a woman be okay with a guy hiding that? Well, they can't. I know. But that's what I'm saying. The the only reason... I mean, if they could, Mm -hmm. we would not be okay with that. But we think, oh, because I... You know, it's... The woman is the one pregnant that it gives us more right. It's, it's like, like no, men, they're just seen as sperm donors. Yeah, but they are. Uh, they were sh- are, have an equal say. Yeah. Oh, I would have called her up. Oh, so don't you think though, like all these DNA, like ancestry, twenty three and Me things are totally changing yeah. the world of the secret families. Yeah, I mean, no secret is safe. I right? think the yeah, I think these days secrets like this don't stick. We've talked about the warnings on 23andMe, right? No. no. Oh, there's like a, if you do 23andMe right before you submit your thing, there's like a big warning that basically says like, hey, this might like completely change your life. Because oh. apparently that happens so frequently. People find out they're like, dad isn't really their dad. Or um, yeah, they're not really related to the people that they think they are. Or they find out they were completely adopted <gasps> and their parents never told them. Um, just like weird stuff like that. But there's like a big warning they put on it now because uh, they're just like, hey, like this might like really mess up your life, even though you just did this for fun. Wow. So is 23andMe, uh, is it different from like an ancestry one where how does it tell you who your dad is and stuff? So I think it, I think basically once you submit your 23andMe thing, you're in the 23andMe database. Okay. So from there, they can pull your ancestry or ancestry information from like your actual DNA, like code or whatever. Um, So that's how they find out that stuff. And then I think how it like people find out about like uh, lost parents and stuff is because the lost parent also did 23andMe. Okay. And then when they send it back, they'll send back like other family members, I guess, that have also done 23andMe because people usually do it as like a family, like the family of five will all submit their 23andMe's at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I think that's how people find it because so many people have done it now that like you could find your parent across the country because they also just randomly did 23andMe for fun. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it links to all of your, yeah, I mean, the, your DNA links. But it's like a big vat of Maury Povich, Jerry Springer. <laughs> like, it is it is just one big DNA test. Yeah, but it's different than I'm trying to find my long-lost ancestors to do. It's different than genealogy, right? It's more like well, finding out what blood, like how what percent German and right. British. Right, that's, and, I think, why more people do it. Because they want to know, am I part Navajo? Am I right? But yeah. then it's created this whole link of this connection. That, yeah. Yeah. And if you have, you know, you find out that you're, you know, you have a cousin or whatever that does stuff and they get information that's also connected to you. I mean, it just yeah. all links. Well, it's like the Golden, is it Golden Gate Golden, Killer? Golden, Golden State, State Killer. Killer. That's how he Golden was caught. Gate. Golden State. Anyway, yeah. And I mean, also, um, I think it was after the Golden State Killer or maybe it was before. 
there's the Idaho case, the case that in Idaho Falls of Angie Dodge. Oh, Have you yeah, heard that yeah. story? So we went to high school together. And she was Greg's age, my brother's age, and they were friends. And I, you know, had a class with her or two and knew her. And she got murdered and someone got wrongly convicted for her murder. And he was in jail for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. Christopher Tapp, Christopher Tapp. And he had actually confessed and it was a false confession. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, she kind of ran with the crowd that wasn't the, you know, a little bit of a rougher crowd. And so they thought, you know, something went wrong. And it turns out, so he actually finally got out of jail because there was unknown DNA at the crime scene. And his DNA was not at the crime scene. Mm-hmm. But because he confessed. Right. Like, what, just... yeah. So finally, 23andMe comes along and they match it or they run the his DNA that they had from the crime scene through it and found like a relative. And then, you know, got a cigarette butt off the floor. And it was a totally random, totally random guy. Hmm. Who lived here, like in Middleton or Caldwell or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. So the moral of the story is, is you should do your ancestry, 23andMe, and then don't commit a crime. Yes. And don't keep secrets. But you could, if one of your family members committed a crime, you could be in the link to <sighs> getting them. But yeah, I think, and I also think... I've been thinking about it because I've been reading so many secret family stories this mm-hmm. week that back in the day, like when our parents were pregnant or their, even their parents, it was so shameful right. to be an unwed mother that they would send them to live with a family and mm-hmm. they would have the baby, they would come home and no one would ever talk of it. Right. And right. I don't, I think sometimes even the women wouldn't tell their future husbands because it was so. It was like out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. You took care of that and that mm-hmm. was it. Yeah. And I think now, I mean, I don't think they ship girls off who are to homes for unwed mothers anymore. So I think there's less of that. Right. And there's just more the feeling that it's going to be found out someday. Mm-hmm. So it's just best to well, be it's open. Just, yeah. I mean, it's just society is, isn't so judgmental. But here's a little something. What, how do you feel about when you adopt somebody they changed the birth certificate to reflect the adoptive parent's name. What? Is that true? Yes. Still? Yes. No, what? No, I... Is that yes. true? Right? <laughs> somebody, somebody look this up. No, I was, I was reading something and they were talking about how when somebody's adopted that they submit a new birth certificate um, with the adoptive parent's name. And they list those as the parents. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's how it works. Is, are you serious? I feel yeah, like- my mom is adopted, and uh, her birth certificate has her, uh, I guess, my grandparents, her adopted parents' oh. names on it. Um, the old people are, like, completely scrubbed. But that was because she was adopted at birth, though. Yeah. Um, I think when you're adopted a little older, like, if you're, like, five or six or something, then that might not happen. But mm. I know from birth. But you are also allowed to the information. So I know when she turned 18... She's like legally entitled to all of her birth parents' information. Really? The only thing she had prior to that was um, like their hair color, their eye color, any like genetic things you would want to know if they had any like weird diseases or something like that. Like mm. that could be passed off to your kids basically is the main thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, when you're 18, you can like, you're fully allowed to look up your birth birth parents and like you can even contact them if you want. They're not allowed to contact you, but you can contact them. Wow. But what if it's a closed adoption even then? Uh, yeah, even then, because it's, I mean, it's your public record that 
like you came out of that person. So I mean, <laughs> you came you have, out of that person. Yeah. So I mean, you have the you have the right to it. I think it's kind of weird, and I think most people like decide not to. I did kind of a weird story actually. A good friend of mine in Boise, I went to college with. She's adopted um, from birth, and uh, she was at a party randomly at Boise State, and some random girl came up to her and was like, "Hey, I know your birth parents." <gasps> Like, while we're all, like, drinking at a party. And she had no idea who this person was at all. Like, super, like, she didn't even know how she knew her name. Um, And she was like, what? And she was like, yeah, you're Alexis, right? And she was like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, I know know your birth parents. They live in, like, blah, 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 or whatever. And was just kind of explaining. And she was like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Like, I don't. Like, she didn't want to know any of that. She could have if she wanted to. But she's like, don't unwillingly tell me that information, I guess. I just got chills a little bit. Yeah, it was so random. And she was, like, really upset, honestly. Because she was like, why would you just come up to me at, like, we're all drinking at a party. And this is the best time to tell me this. (gasps) And then, two, also, I don't want to know that information. Like, I don't even want to know that there's a person that knows my real parents ever. Um, And so, yeah, she was super upset. But it was, like, super weird. Just, like, small world. Like, how did they even. Yeah, it's super weird. That is. I, I just feel like. I don't know. I have such a weird feeling. And I, I mean, I guess I have no like horse in the race, if you will. I have right. no like grounds to even be, t- I know nothing about this. I have no reason to be talking about this other than I just feel like it's weird to just delete, like to change a birth certificate. And I don't know. I feel like it's so. But it's the privacy of the birth mom. Probably. I know, but doesn't that I feel didn't know weird? They did that, but it does. So when we tried to adopt a baby, I mean, I'm chewing my boba ball. That is so disgusting. (laughs) Brooke thought she needed to try boba tea today. Well, the rest of the world's drinking it. Well, they shouldn't be. Why wouldn't I try it? It's like disgusting. It looks like a pumpkin. It's weird. It's like, so you're sucking these boba balls up a straw, and then it's like Augusta's gloop getting stuck in the tube from the Willy Wonka. So it's like sometimes I can't even get my drink, and then sometimes eight shoot through into my mouth. Do you hear yourself? I don't. <laughs> what about that sounds good? Why are you doing that Why to yourself? Why is it a thing? Why? Why is it a thing? I don't know. Why do so many people drink this? Now I can't stop. Ew. I told her they were like, the, the boba balls she are like, try it. like arteries without blood in them smacking together. <laughs> anyway. It's so weird. Sorry. Side note. Sorry. It's like I'm chewing. It's a, and they're, Travis, do you drink boba tea? It's so weird. It's like. I've had it like twice. I hate it. I can't. I'm a big texture guy though. Yeah. And I can't. The slimy balls going down my throat is not great. I actually <laughs> like the texture. It just doesn't have a good flavor. I've had a boba balls before. Like they're almost served with kind of like ice cream where they're Poppy. like kind of, yeah, they're kind of Popping frozen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you like scoop them with a the spoon and eat them. I like that. Yeah. But I don't like it mixed with the drink. It doesn't yeah. do, it just That's grosses me weird. out. I just thought it's a whole thing. And why are they black? Why would I not try It's tapioca, but I didn't know it's tapioca. Is tapioca black? Not in my life. Not in mine. Okay. Anyway, what I was saying, we we were adopting a baby. Okay. Yes. And we um the whole plan was for it to be an open adoption from the beginning and have the relationship with the birth parents and know you know mm-hmm. and I think that's the way these days it's going more and I think research I kind of read a couple books about it when we were going through the process about the benefit to everybody. It's easier for the birth parents. It's easier for the baby. It's just like, why not have another person in your village that right. loves your kid? And I felt really good about it, but it's kind of a newer idea. Yeah. 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 I'm sure it gets very, depending on which side of it you're on, yeah. could be really 
And that would be something that you know going into it that you have to be okay with as the adoptive parents mm-hmm. is this these other people are going to be in the baby's life forever. And in my case, they were stable, normal, good people. But in a lot they of not, cases, they aren't always they're that. not yeah. always the most stable and you don't know what's going to happen. And I think that stops a lot of people because it's like, I don't want these people, you know, intruding or so it's a tricky idea. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I'm going to read another one and then I want to hear yours. I don't have much. <laughs> it's because you couldn't see. I can't see. My, I have to just say this right now that I printed my stuff out on a paper and it's literally like, like 34 point font because <laughs> I can't read anything. It's so huge right now. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. I thought this one was kind of cute, too. So it says, when I was five years old in 1988, Santa Claus left a Nintendo on our front porch. It was wrapped in newspaper, and my parents had no idea who gifted it to us. My dad particularly tried to figure it out. He was always suspicious that it had been a family friend. It was by far the best gift of the year, and we played it all the time through our childhood. My dad died in 2004. Last Christmas, my mom explained to me that she was the one who had bought it and surreptitiously placed it on the porch. My dad really liked to be in control of things and had forbidden the purchase. She knew better. She didn't tell a soul for 30 years. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) That's so cute. Totally something I would do. Yeah, that is, that, like, with my kids, if they want, like, money, (laughs) (laughs) they know that if they ask me, I'm almost always yeah, a, you know, game for that. Aaron where said his mom would slip them twenties all the time. Yeah. Like, don't tell your dad and just slip them money. Yeah, yeah, that's totally how my mom, my parents were. But I mean, like Lincoln's all, you know, if he needs a new pair of shoes or if he wants this or that. Or like the other day, he was d- doing something on his video game, and he's like, "Hey, you know," because he knows that Jake doesn't look like to spend money just like on video game. He yeah. just anyway. So they yeah, know, they know who to go to. I, yes, they do. We have smart yes, kids. They do. Um, Here's something that's kind of a side note talking about keeping secrets from your partners or whatever. Um, how do you, f- okay, I was reading something and I didn't write write it down, but it was, I don't remember where it was that I was reading it, but it was talking about secrets. And it said, um, this girl had posted that people should automatically assume that anything they tell me, I'm going to tell my partner. Mm. And is that wrong? And so she was talking about like, I guess a friend of hers had told her some secret and she told her spouse and not he hadn't told other people or whatever but when she asked if the if the friend had told her husband she's like well yeah and then the girl was mad yeah so what do you think do you tell your do you do you count that as betraying a secret if you tell your husband yes and no so if you told me actually I'm a super good secret keeper like if you thank god you (laughs) and I but here's the reason why. It's because I forget. <laughs> I'm a horrible gossip because you can tell me something and five minutes later, I'll have completely forgotten it. <laughs> so like people will tell me things I won't tell Aaron because it doesn't involve him. And mm-hmm. it's like a girlfriend confessing something to me. But I also don't think I would be in the wrong to do so. Mm-hmm. I think if you're telling something someone, I think it is kind of a safe assumption that they Probably, probably tell their- will tell their spouse. So if it's me getting told something, I would almost say like, okay, am I allowed to even tell Aaron? Like, cause they'll usually mm-hmm. say, can I tell you something you can't tell anybody? Yeah. Okay. Can I tell Aaron? If they say no, I might be like, okay, just don't tell me then. 
But but typically those kinds of secrets don't have like there's no reason for him to be involved. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you tell me some secret about you or your life or your business and you don't want me to tell Jake, I don't feel like that's betraying Jake. I don't either. Because it's like it's not really doesn't involve him. If it has nothing to do with them. Yeah. But I think or you have to clarify. That they know. Yeah, you have to clarify that. Like don't I need you not to tell anybody, not even Aaron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if that were the case. But I think it's pretty in my, I mean, because Jake and I talk about mostly everything. Yeah. So, and it would just be like in our just normal conversations, like, yeah. oh, you know, this or that. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, like I had a friend once say, like, you can't tell your sister, but this involves your sister. Oh, uh, then don't tell then me. Then don't tell me. Don't tell because me. Because absolutely my loyalty is to my sister. Yeah. So don't get me involved. Yeah. I mean, there's only a handful of people. Yeah. And then I'm going to pin you down until you tell me. Yeah, and then I'm going to tell. Because now sister. I want to know, and then I'm going to go and tell her right now. now. I have to know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page with that because yeah. all your secrets are safe with Jake. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, and he only tells dead people. And so. he only tells dead people. He only talks to the dead. Yep. Okay. I have a dead person story. Okay. Okay. Does it have to do with a secret? Yep. Okay. <laughs> okay. Actually, I have two, but this one is, uh, I have so many. There's so many cigarettes. So many So my father and mother, not me, had a very bitter marriage toward the end of his life. He had a long-running affair with another married co-worker and got her pregnant before he passed. He was planning to leave my mom, skip the country, and move to Canada to start a new life with her. They had a house picked out and all. He had moved out and was living, so I guess that wasn't a secret, but whatever. He had moved out and was living with his coworker when he suddenly died of a heart attack while having sex. Ew. I don't know why that's in there. Divorce papers were never filed, no legal separation. They were in the process of moving all things legal, but on paper, they were still married. Now, me and my siblings are already out of our home. Our youngest sibling is 19 and in college. I work for a tech company, and I'm currently back in my hometown helping my mom manage his estate. Well, my mom was hurt and petty and marked his gravestone as... In loving memory of John Doe, son, husband, father, and adulterer. <laughs> my, dad's, my dad's family and his pregnant partner are mad and want me to fix it. I personally think it's fine. That's who he was. He was all of those things. And since it's my mom's plot, I can't do anything. Yeah. So that's literally on his gravestone. That is kind of funny. Kind of funny, right? Well, yeah, but you know what? Don't cheat on your wife. Nope. Especially if you're going to die before you work out the details. Right. That poor kid, though, is going to have to go to like his dad's gravestone at oh. some point and have to like be explained what that means, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. Like they're going to have that, some mommy. explaining to do. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, that that is kind of funny, though. Okay, I have another one that I, I don't know if this is a secret, but it might be. So in Baltimore, a woman named Demetra Street paid a funeral home to cremate her deceased husband, Ivan, and conduct a memorial service, but she never got the ashes because employees buried her husband at the request of a second woman claiming to be his wife. So the funeral home did provide the funeral service and then took the urn away from Demetra and wouldn't give it back. So now she's suing the funeral home for millions of dollars. So this is all in the Washington Post. So when the man Ivan died... They had been separated since 2018 and living apart, but were still legally married. So she goes, identifies the body, provides her marriage certificate to prove she was next of kin, then paid for the funeral service and the cremation. So after that happens, they take the urn away, and she finds out another woman told the funeral home she was Ivan's wife. 
She provided the funeral home with a marriage license from 1997 that was lacking a seal and said that he needed to be buried. So the funeral home told Demetra about the second woman, and she basically told them to ignore her. Well, they didn't. They buried the body, had the funeral service, and then gave the woman this fake urn and then said, never mind, because there was nothing in it. So either when they separated, he had gotten back together with the first wife, or they were never divorced, or he was leading two totally (laughs) different lives. Wow. But you know what? The one that didn't have the seal on it is not a valid document. Yeah. So it would have to go to the one that had the most, I mean, see, that is tricky because they're, it, it's interesting, like having a husband that works in that field, because yeah. there is there are a lot of things that go on, like a lot of drama, really? a lot of, yeah, yeah. So did they just mess up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would dare say she'll win that lawsuit. But they could dig him up and cremate him still. Well, yeah, but still, yeah. He, next of kin, for them to release anything to somebody oh. else... It's a big, is big, big, big. I think she's suing for like $8 million. Yeah, and she'll probably get it. Really? Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm no lawyer, but <laughs> they're in the wrong. Yeah. That's, yeah. Isn't that crazy? But it makes me wonder, okay, this woman, where did she come? Like, why did she come out of the woodwork? Uh, yeah. And it makes me wonder if he had gotten back together with her. And so she felt like maybe she had the rights to do what she wanted. or I don't know. Oh, I, don't I feel know. like weird, it's though. so... The most fascinating thing to me is men that lead two totally different, like have two families, like one yeah. in fully kids, like one in different city that travel. I just think that seems like a lot of work. So much work. I mean, you know, I'm tired after living my one life. I know. Can you much imagine less trying to keep everything straight? Keeping every- And why would you do that to yourself? I don't know. There is nothing. There is not one thing that you could get out of that that would be worth what you'd have to put in. Yeah. Other than if you just like, if you're just one of those people that like to live on the edge and need to constantly <laughs> be it's like the excitement, mm-hmm, the excitement and the drama. Well, so I'm not going to say who or what side of the family, but being Mormon, we have polygamous ties on all sides of the family, husband's side, mom and dad. Anyway, so apparently there was on, so after they denounced polygamy, a lot of Mormons, mainstream Mormons, still lived it, mm-hmm. but kind of in secret because it was legal. And so I, there was someone in my family who had two families, and the wives knew, but the kids didn't. Wow. So he literally, and they were in the same town, and he would go from family to family and ha- just had two separate families. And I'm pretty sure the wives agreed to be polygamous, but they didn't, they lived totally separate. Just to protect just to protect the family? I don't know. And it was kind of hush-hush. Like, I'm probably not even supposed to talk about it. <laughs> now they're all going to be arrested. <laughs> this, no, this was like two generations ago. Oh, well. But I think it came out when he died. Hmm. So they looked up his obituary, and it said, wife this, and children, wife and children. And the children had no idea. Wow. And they were like my mom's age, I think. Have we talked about polygamy? No. I just, I, it's kind of like prison for me. <laughs> It's another one of those things that I I think I could do it. I mean, that sounds really bad, and I don't mean it in the way you're thinking it. But having, okay, if I could pick my sister wives and just live on, live on a compound with my husband and, like, my closest girlfriends, and we would just celebrate holidays together yeah. and 
raise our, I could do that. Have a laundry wife, have a working wife, have a cooking wife, have a, in theory, but think about it being Jake. Yeah, that'd be gross and weird. Yeah, but. see, you have to think of it as the person you're actually in <laughs> well, love with, okay. not just some like. But if you knew hypothetical man, if you knew going into it, yeah, then I feel like you like, probably okay, would. First of all, I'm not a polygamist, <laughs> and I don't want to be. Okay, I'm just saying, she like does. for anybody getting the wrong idea out there, that she does. Um, so like, I don't think I could. I don't know. I just I watch Sister Wives, yeah. and sometimes it looks kind of fun. I know, like. Although they hate each other. You know what? Not, yeah, now they hate each other. But before, it literally was like Cody was the outcast. Oh, yeah. In Sister Wives. It was like the four ladies that were all it's, best friends. Yeah. And he's just the dude that kind of, you know, shows up or yeah. whatever. But it, I think it would kind of be fun to have. I mean, I like my alone time. You so, do like your alone. Oh, so you could have yeah. a polygamist. You could be a polygamist and then you'd have like several nights out of the week that was just uh-huh. you time. Uh-huh. Like I was listening to last week's podcast where you mocked me for wanting my own bed. And I feel like I need to defend myself. I am for, I am, why wouldn't I? If I could have my own bed in my own room, 1000%. Okay. Okay. Sorry. No, I, and this is the other thing. Think about it this way. If we, okay, this might be crossing a line. If we were sister wives, Mm -hmm. then when our other sister wife was with our husband, we could hang out. We would hang out. Yeah. It's like a win-win. It is. Other than, you know. Your husband having sex. Your husband having sex. (laughs) The elephant that would constantly be in the room. And this is the other thing. I, in a lot of ways, I feel bad for the guy. Oh, yeah. Because think about it. You're the guy. And like. Cody, who has four wives, you can bet that every night that he is with a different wife, she's like, I'm getting mine, right? Because you don't want to be the wife that, right? Everybody's right. going to value that time. And yeah. he's got to be working hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I know most guys might not think that's that big of a chore, but I'm sorry. I think it would get old. Yeah. I think so too. Like the expectation. Travis, did you have something to say about that? Please do. Oh, I was just sorry. Are you guys on TikTok a lot? Yeah. At all? Oh. On TikTok, I like, I don't know how it got on my page, but I was on like polygamy TikTok for a <gasps> wow, while. Wow, Travis. And, uh, or like swingers TikTok. Oh. And it's like crazy. Like all these girls are just, uh, or these like truples, I guess, are just like explaining Truples? how, yeah, like how it all, how it oh. all works and stuff and like make jokes about it. And like, it just makes me so uncomfortable because I'm like, it doesn't, there's no way that's real. Like, oh, it's real. Yeah. Like they'll talk about like, oh yeah. Like when we go out to the bars, it's fun. Cause we both look at chicks and like they wow. both just like shop around or it's like just greedy. Yeah. It's like, what happens <laughs> if he, greedy. yeah. It's like, what happens if he's mad at me? It's like, oh, well he just hangs out with the other girlfriend for the day. And then huh. like, it's weird. And it's always one dude and multiple girls. I've, mm-hmm. I've never seen it the other way around, but. And do you know what a unicorn is? No, I, I've heard Travis. that. Bef- I've heard that term before wow. for sure. The student becomes the teacher. <laughs> What's a unicorn? So if swingers who are married, the unicorn is if they can find a single girl to be in a relationship with them, with both of them, with both of them. But she's single because most swingers swing with other married people. Yeah, they just switch. They just switch or whatever. So the unicorn is a single girl who's into both of them. 
She's the prize. Mm-hmm. That is a unicorn. I mean, it probably would be hard to find. That is a That's mystical. Yeah. She is a mystical. mythical being. Yeah, I see the TikToks too of, uh, yeah, it'll be like a couple and the girl will go like ask a girl like randomly like in public if like she's interested in hanging out with the both of them. Uh. And uh, she'll go up and it's her just getting shut down every single time. It's like, oh, do you think that girl's cute? And he's like, yeah. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to go talk to her. And then she goes over there and comes back three minutes later and she's like, yeah, she said no. It's and so it's weird. like just, it's that out, like it's the uh, one account that I follow and I I've seen like 10 of her just failing oh. and I'm like, yeah, the, the like record on this seems like really not really. great. Um, I have, I have a friend who, um, was approached by like, she was married, everything, you know, whatever, and was approached by a friend to have a threesome oh. with her and her husband. Oh my god! And it was How like, a, yeah, it was kind of like blindsided. Like she's not into that at all. That's and a way to ruin a friendship. Yeah, I mean, it would be like like me sitting yeah. you down and saying, "Look, <laughs> I just really want you to join me and Jake." And like that you know what, is though, how bizarre. Sometimes I feel offended that I don't ever get solicited. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? By me personally? No, no not you. <laughs> that might make things weird. But just like in general, like why doesn't anybody hit on me? Yeah, why are people not knocking at my door? No one ever approaches me for a threesome (laughs) in a bar. (laughs) With my bloody eye. (laughs) Wrong with me. Rude. Yeah, I know, getting old is weird. Or when people are like, yeah, my husband's friend hit on me. I'm like, no one has literally ever hit on me. (laughs) That is not true. Since the age of 25. That's not true because every time we go out, people are eyeballing you. Not true. Yes, it is. It's because there's something on my face or something. That's not true, okay. and you know it. Whatever. You will remember a conversation about your hair. Oh. Okay. Okay. There. Gay, gay guys like me. Well, <laughs> you were Thank solicited. You. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay. What else? Oh, speaking of unicorns. Yeah. Let's talk about narwhals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you believe in narwhals? <laughs> yes. Do you know they're real? They are. Yeah. Okay. I am sorry. <laughs> To confess this right now, I did not know they were a real thing. You thought they were just made up. Like, I thought they were like dinosaurs. Well, you know what? <laughs> I kind of agree because, like these days, everything's like a llama corn. Are you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Which really should be a una llama, a una. They are making every animal. They're giving them unicorn horns for stuffed animals. Uh-huh. So I can see why you would think that a narwhal was just a whale with a horn. Okay, but let me ask you this: When did you learn about a narwhal? Very recently. Okay. Yeah. So this Not was from the movie Elf. Oh, I've never seen Elf. Bye, Mister Narwhal. Hi. Oh, I think I didn't think it was real when I saw Elf. That's true. I mean, <laughs> it comes across like super cartoony. Where I guess, yeah, you wouldn't even think they're real I if you watched the about movie. It but that's Elf. my first exposure to a narwhal was that movie. Okay. Well, when we grew up in the eighties, oh, hold on, rewind. You've never seen Elf. No. <gasps> No. Jamie Garn. Your poor kids have never seen Elf either. I probably. bet my kids have. I okay. hope your kids yeah, have. I have not. We're watching it's it. It's a Christmas classic. It's the best. I'm mad at you right okay. now. Okay, anyway. Okay, so growing up in the 80s, yeah. 70s, 80s, 80s, dare I say 90s, yeah. we didn't have narwhals. No, they didn't exist. Okay, they did not exist. That, they didn't. So, and I came across this on something, I don't know where, um, but somebody was like, this girl posted, I don't think narwhals existed before 2004. She said, every child I know has, sorry, I can't read, has sophisticated opinions about narwhals. Meanwhile, an informal plot about Gen Xers reveals that none of us have any recollection of ever hearing about narwhals as a kid. 
You are 100% I am right. 1,000% right. Did they not discover them until the 2000s? You know what? I don't think they're real. Have you ever seen a video of a narwhal? Well, have, have you ever? There's a lot of videos that no, aren't I'm real. I'm saying I never have. I never have seen. I do not believe that they're real. <gasps> they're like dinosaurs. They are. Made up mythical creatures. <gasps> and guess what else I learned about dinosaurs? What? In on Love on the Spectrum. Yes. Um, what's his name? Matt. Which one likes the dinosaurs? Mark. Mark. Um, Matthew, Mark, Luke. What's <laughs> Anyway, um, he talks about, he was talking about one of the dinosaurs and how like in the, now they're portrayed, portrayed as these big, huge, tall dinosaurs, but really they would have been little, like the size of, um, like the size of a turkey. Do you remember this? Yeah. And so I, again, think that some of our opinions. And the girl was like, that's disappointing. (laughs) I think so. Yes. (laughs) Some of our opinions on, um. These animals are not accurate. Yeah. So here we're thinking that Jurassic Park is real, and this was really the size of a turkey. <gasps> they were all just little mini. Just little. They're just little fowl, just little birds. Did you just, guys hear about the the mammoth, the woolly mammoth? No. They're uh, they're bringing it back. There's like a huge company right now that apparently a bunch of like TikTok kids or whatever <gasps> have all invested a ton of money into. But uh, apparently it has a good purpose though. They're basically breeding like old um, old DNA with an elephant, like a current day elephant, Ooh. and they can remake um, the woolly mammoth. Ooh. And then they're gonna try to reintroduce them to like the Arctic, because <gasps> apparently for like global warming and stuff, they, they actually help a lot. And when we lost their population, it like really spiked up global <gasps> warming, I guess. Really? Um, and so they're trying to reverse engineer. Yeah, exactly. So they're trying to reverse engineer the um, woolly mammoth and bring it back and like get them a legitimate animal again, I guess. Oh my god! Well, I kind of think that's bullshit. <laughs> I don't think we should be just creating, just messing. With- you know what I mean? They're gone for a reason, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and it seems weird too because it's not like it would make more sense if we killed them off. Like right. if that was because of human civilization, but it it wasn't. It was way before humans were around. So yeah, there's probably a reason they didn't survive. Yeah, yeah I'm not in favor of that. Yeah. Anytime you mess with, like cloning or DNA, like. I just think of horror movies, growing body parts, and mm-hmm. I just, right. you know, I mean, I think we're crossing a line. Genetic uh, biohacking, oh. where uh, people are like breeding dogs now, but you can put in like the DNA of the best breed of dog, and so you're gonna get like the strongest, fastest, quickest what? animal, and you can like do it on your computer basically, and then just shoot them with the right DNA. Weird. Well, and you can do it on humans too, but it say- hasn't quite got there yet. I think there's people that have done it to themselves though. There was like a documentary on Netflix. It was like bi- called Explained Biohacking. And there was a guy that uh, he just injected himself at a conference basically just to be like, I don't know what the big deal about. Like you can do this on humans. And so he just did it to himself. <gasps> so did he was, turn into the Hulk? No, he just like, yeah, he put in basically something to make him stronger and he put it just in his left arm. And then I think he said after like six months, like his left arm had like, noticeably more um, more strength, more like muscle mass yeah. and all that kind of stuff without doing anything special to it outside of the DNA. Oh my gosh. We are not going to be human 200 years from now. That's nope. aliens. That is, see, oh yeah. that is so scary. Aliens. We're all going to be biohacked with giant eyes and we're going to come back in the future and that's aliens. It is. You heard it here. <laughs> I don't think we'll make it that long. I think we'll all destroy each other before we get to that point. Maybe the woolly mammoths will save us all. Save Maybe global warming. We'll all be riding around on woolly mammoths. <laughs> that is weird. Living with the narwhals. Ugh. You know what else didn't exist when we were kids? What? Making a heart with two hands. That wasn't a thing. That wasn't a thing. It wasn't? <laughs> no. Like, that. you know how you make a heart with your hands? You put them together? 
that it wasn't, might have been. No. It didn't not exist. It, no, it didn't. It didn't exist. It's just people didn't know. <laughs> Did you have the shape? The shape. Like you had the shape of a heart, the right? The shape of a the heart shape existed, has not changed. But no one in our childhood ever put their two hands together to make a heart. True or false, Jamie? True or false? I feel like we did this. Uh-uh. We didn't. We didn't put them with somebody else. No, we did. I love you. Sign language. Yeah. But we did not put our two hands together to Do make hearts. Do you remember? Okay. Now I'm holding up my hand doing the I love you sign. Uh-huh. Do you remember this was supposed to be the devil? It was the devil. Just your first and, and you'd your rock, pinky you'd finger. And you'd go to like, concerts uh-huh. and you'd rock out like with a quiet the, riot. Uh-huh. And if your mom saw you accidentally do that one instead of the I love you, it was like, stop worshiping the devil. <laughs> Should give the Lord's prayer over you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, okay. weird times. Okay, well, we, I think, are out of time. Yeah, that's no secret. Yeah, that is wow. no secret. Good one. That was a good one. Wow. Okay, and next week we're talking about something. Something. We don't know. We need you guys to send us stuff. Yeah, because we're getting boring in our <laughs> Rude. in our old age. Maybe Jamie will have an eye patch by then. Maybe I will. Maybe we'll have a narwhal. Ugh. Helpful. That's so weird. Okay. Okay. So yeah, send us your stuff. Mm -hmm. And thanks for listening. And yeah, this has been fun. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Do you have a situation you want us to share on our show? Send it in to truthfairiespod at gmail.com. Or slide into our DMs on Instagram at truthfairiespod. Like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Speak.fm, or wherever you listen. We hope the truth hurt just a little, but not too much. Goodbye. Goodbye.